Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. Well, praise the Lord. Praise God. I got a few praises in here. But, but hopefully before we're done, hallelujah, you'll, you'll realize or you will acknowledge that Jesus is the best thing that ever happened. Amen. They used to sing a song, if it had not been for Jesus. Come on now. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Had not been for Jesus, where would I be? The psalmist said, if it hadn't been for the Lord, on our side, amen. Hallelujah. If he's on your side, you better give him some praise this morning. Amen. Praise God. Well, today is a continuation of last, last Sunday. Amen. Last Sunday, we preached on Palm Sunday. Amen. I see some of y'all still got your leaf. Amen. Praise God, you still got your leaf. Hey, come on now. I'm glad somebody, I'm glad somebody know what it means. I just didn't give you a leaf for no reason at all. Amen. Praise God. The leaf means no matter what the weapon is. I'm telling the devil, I want you to know that I win. Amen. Hallelujah. Go over here and turn over here to John chapter 12. And um, we missed the service this week. Praise God. We missed the service this week. We missed Good Friday. Amen. Praise God. Some of y'all didn't realize we missed one, did you? You know, the church needs to know why it worships. You need to know why you go to church. Amen. And sometimes you can go places and not know why you go. Amen. You went to school because somebody made you. Amen. But you should have known that you are trying to better yourself so that you'll be able to serve somebody in a greater capacity. That's the purpose of the education. If you know why you're doing something, you'll put more energy into it. Amen. And Jesus talked about a people that would worship him with a zeal, but they didn't have knowledge of why they did what they were doing. Amen. If I'm repeating an action over and over again and I don't know why I'm doing it, that's called religion. Amen. And God did not send his son to the cross so we could practice religion. Amen. He sent his son to the cross so that we would have life and have it more abundant. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. He sent him to the cross so that he could wash away our sins, pay the penalty for our sins, so that we could live a life free of the consequence of our actions. He sent his son to the cross so he could take an old nature out of me. Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am. Paul couldn't figure out why he was why 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 he even when he wanted to do what's right he couldn't perform it. Amen. I know what's right, but I can't do it. Amen. And so many times people have have good intentions, 
good intentions about marriage, good intentions about being a good son or a daughter, being good intentions, amen, on their occupation. And so many times they could not perform what they wanted to do. He said, because evil is always present. Well, the Bible said God sent his son to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. Flip wishes, flip wishes always say back in the old show, the devil made me do it. <laughs> and he was joking, but the truth is, that's in the Bible. Amen. You didn't make yourself a sinner. Adam made you one. Amen. Adam, the Bible said Adam made us sinners. But God sent the second Adam. Come on now. He's the reason why you can wear white. <laughs> Amen. And I got to touch on that today. Amen. He made you righteous. Come on now. And he deserves our praise. But we need to learn why we need to praise him. Amen. Psalms 150 said, praise him with the loud sound and symbol. Praise him with the drums. Evidently, somebody ought to be praising him because it's in the Bible. Praise him with the drums. Amen. Then it said, praise him with the dance. Amen. Praise God. God, he deserves our praise. But we got to know why we're praising him. Amen. If I know why I'm praising him, I won't just praise him on Sunday morning. Come on now. Because <laughs> he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. When I wake up tomorrow, he's going to be worthy of my praise. Amen. Because cause that's what? He watched over me all, all night long. Come on now. We learn when we get up in the morning. I don't get up in the morning just because the sun come up. No, he touched you this morning. Yes, he did. You just didn't. Come on now. Now, the Bible said he touched you this morning. The alarm clock did not start you. The sun coming up did not start you. Because there's a lot of people that did not move with the alarm clock going off. Amen. With the sun coming up. Amen. Praise God. But we got a promise. He said, with long life will I satisfy you. You keep getting up every morning because of the goodness of God. Amen. So he's worthy. We want to know what Jesus told the woman at the well in John chapter 4. She said, you don't even, he said, woman, you don't even know why you worship it. He said, we know, but come on now, praise God. That's mama right there. She, she, she didn't even have to go shopping for white. She already had it in the closet. I've been to her house. She's one of them old saints. Come on now. Whatever you want to do, whatever Sunday you want to make it, she can make it that Sunday. She wanted one of them old saints. Come on now. Some of y'all are like me. You had to go shopping. I got out of my car this morning. I realized I said we went a little bit far because we were dressing in white because he said he made their robes white. Amen. Praise God. Some of us praise God. We went too far. He didn't say he made your shoes white, your socks white, your tie white. Some of y'all went the extra mile. <laughs> Bible said he just made your road right. We got to talk about this morning. Amen. Praise God. We got to let God take us somewhere this morning. Come on now. We got to let him take us somewhere. Amen. In our thinking so that every day we know why we live the way we live and the reason why we do what we do. Can you say amen to that? Well, turn over here in John chapter 12. The only way to get there is through the word. Amen. Praise God. The only way to get there is through the word of God. 
Amen. The only way to get to where God wants us to do go is to have a revelation of his word. And then when you get a revelation of his word, he's describing to you what he's going to do. Amen. His word is always action-filled. Amen. The word is always action-filled. That's, that's called a blessing. When the power of God shows up into your life, amen, to do exactly what he said, that's called the blessing. Amen. Praise God. God's got some plans for some people in this room. Yes. Yeah. See, 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 see. See, some people, some people just know how to go to church. Listen. When some get offered, you got to take it. Amen. Preaching is offering. When I say somebody get get blessed in here. Let's see, you would have got mad if I just said, Bradford, you're going to get blessed in here. You'd be wondering, why did I come? Why did I come? He only blessing Bradford. But Jesus said, whosoever will. Come on now. That means whosoever can get their life on another level today. You can get it changed on another level. Amen. But uh, turn over here to uh, John chapter 12. And... Um, and this is where we were last week, John chapter 12. And um, let's, um, let's go down here to verse, verse 13. Yeah, that's where we're verse 13. Jesus was entering into the city and uh, for really a week of celebration. What was going to happen first is what we call, we call Palm Sunday. And then I said we missed the service. Next was going to come Good Friday. Amen. And I had to ask myself, why did they call it good when he was being crucified? Amen. Come on, now you ever ask yourself that or you just keep calling it Good Friday? <laughs> Jesus was going to be crucified and people calling it Good Friday. He said, Father, if it's another way. Well, I don't have to take their sin. That I don't have to take their judgment. They're the ones that are guilty. I'm not. And we're calling it Good Friday, but that's the day he, we're celebrating the day he was judged while he was being innocent. Amen. That's the day they plucked out his beard. That's the day they hit him in the face with a blindfold on him and said, prophesy and tell us who did it. That's the day they put a crown of thorns on his head. That's the day they beat him with a cat nine whip till it pulled all the flesh off his body. Why did they call it Good Friday? Did you ever ask yourself that? Because it didn't seem like nothing was good about it. In the movie Passion, who made that movie? Was it Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson said, if I had really depicted the beating he took, you couldn't watch it. I only watched it once. Did anybody watch it twice? Once was enough for me. I got the message. It was a horrible, it was a horrible punishment and a horrible way. Most men never made it through the whipping. 
because they, they position you where you could not move at all, strip all of your clothes off, and whip you with a leather whip that had metal and glass tied in it, and when it hits your skin, you don't even want me talking about it right now. Why did they call it Good Friday? Did you ever ask yourself that question? I did. I said, God, it don't seem like nothing was good about it. And then the Bible said, after being in judgment hall, the judgment hall whipping, then they decide to crucify him. And they hung him on the cross from the sixth to the ninth hour. They would take nails about six inch long and drive it through your wrists so that you could not move on the cross. And then drive it through your feet. What was good about that? Now, Isaiah 53 said, it pleased the Lord. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. Come on now. Oh, if you get a hold of this. Come on now. The good was coming to you. He was taking all of our bad. Come on now. He was taking our punishment. He was taking the judgment we deserved. He was taking the penalty we should have gone through. Paul said, I was crucified with him. What was good about it, I, he, he, Paul said, I was on the cross without being on there because he was dying for my sin. He was dying for all of my dirt. He was dying for all of my wrong, and he took our place. And so even though he took your place, it doesn't mean you wasn't there. Paul said, I was crucified with him. Come on now. That's what was good about it. He was taking the penalty we deserve. And the Bible said it pleased the Lord to bruise him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Amen. Amen. The Bible said he took our sorrows. He took our grief. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. His peace was broken so you could go to sleep at night even though a trial is going on around you, that somebody already paid the price for this tribulation I'm going through. So Jesus already took my whipping, so I'm going to wave my flag and say my trial has already been paid for. My sickness has been paid for. So it's got to get off my body because God put it on his body. Oh, yeah. That's why we call it Good Friday. Amen. Because you got out of trouble without paying for it. Yeah, it is Good Friday. Amen. Friday, Good Friday, come around next year. You ought to give God some praise. Because the old saints used to say it like this. He saved me from dangers, seen, and unseen. On the cross, I was delivering you from trouble you never even saw. You were supposed to have drama. You should have died. You should have lost your mind. But dangers came, and you didn't even have to see them. The cross delivered you from them without you ever even going through it. He deserves your praise. Yeah. Yes, he does. That's why they called it Good Friday. And then we come around to the resurrection. 
Come on now. That's the, come on now. Come on. Amen. It's a week of celebration. You ought to know why you celebrate God. Amen. Praise God. I'm not here because I'm the pastor. I'm here because he died for me. Come on now. I'm here because whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible said if you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and you believe he is the son of God, you shall, not might get saved, you shall get saved. You shall get saved from running out of money. You shall get saved from losing your mind. You shall get saved from losing your children. You shall get saved from losing your marriage. You shall get saved from losing your house. You shall get saved from running out of finances. You get, shall get saved from every work of the devil. You shall get saved from corona. You shall get saved from wars and rumors of wars. I don't care what the weapon is. I want you to know you shall be saved. That's why I come. It don't work for you because you're a preacher. I know a whole lot of preachers going through. It ain't a problem about going through. The question is, did you come out on the other side? Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you something in a minute. It's about coming out on the other side. It's about coming out of a trial that everybody don't think you're going to make it out of. Come on now. Come on now. And you coming out because Jesus came out for you. Amen. Praise God. Let me read you this verse of Scripture. Let me read you this verse of scripture right here. Praise God. It says in the Gospel of John, chapter 12, verse 13, they took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet Jesus and cried, Hosanna. And Hosanna means don't save me tomorrow. Don't save me later on. Do it right now. Sometimes people in the situation, you need to get blessed right now. It don't need to be a blessing tomorrow. You need to get blessed right here and right now. And they realized that Jesus was a right now Jesus. Come on now. Some people say, well, God going to heal me. No, 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 no. That's not the Jesus we're talking about. The one we're talking about, he does it right now. Amen. He may not come when you want him to. Yes, he does. Come on now. Ain't that ain't even in the Bible. The Bible says, before you call, I'll be there. <laughs> That ain't even the Bible. I don't even know why you'd let somebody tell you that. <laughs> he said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that cometh out of the mouth of God. Out of the mouth of God says, before you call, I will be there. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you till the end of the world. Amen. Praise God. So you ain't got to go looking for him. Come on now. <laughs> He's already there. Amen. You got to worship according to the word of God. Not according to what somebody else said. People will mess you up in this life. Say amen to that. <laughs> I'll tell that story again. So you got to worship according to the word. Because people can mess you up. Especially people don't have a Bible talking. Amen. I guess I will tell that. Maybe it'll help you. We got an air conditioning system out there, praise God. It's brand spanking new. And, uh, and we turned it on, it sounded like a machine gun. Ah, la, 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 la. Ah, la, la, la. I said, turn that off. 
I said, air conditioning ain't supposed to sound like that. Air conditioning supposed to say, hum. So I called, I called a professional. I thought he was a professional. And I turned it on. It started saying, rah, 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 rah. he said, yeah, that's how they're supposed to run. I said, for real? He said, yeah. The, he said, these just run loud. So I let it run out there like that. I said, man, what did we buy? <laughs> and it kept running until one of the compressors just blew out. <laughs> TC, don't laugh, because that, that compressor cost $4,000. <laughs> anyway. I called somebody else out here, and they looked at it, and uh, each unit's got two compressors. That's what's keeping you cool right now, the second one. Come on now. Ain't you glad there's two compressors? Aren't you glad there's two atoms? See, 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 see some of y'all, some of y'all, praise God, y'all live with two atoms. Who was that? Who was that? <laughs> Jesus is called the second Adam. So when the first Adam failed you, come on now, God sent the second Adam. Come on now, so you can be on your palm leaf, keeping cool, praise God. Come on now. Jesus, come on, Jesus knew you were going to need, he knew you were going to need two compressors. <laughs> so he, need you, he knew you were going to need two Adams. Come on now, the second one got it done for you. He's the one that hung on the cross. So anyway, a guy come out here, wanted, well, another guy come out here, and he looked at the compressors, and he noticed that the wires were running. They were crossed. So the compressor was running backwards. If your life is saying, yada, 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 yada. Come on now. I'm just trying to help you. If, I mean, you ain't got to wave your hand right now, but you, you hear the noise, praise God. Every day when you get up, yada, 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 there's no peace, there's no joy, but you know it ought to be better than what you currently, it ought to be better than what you are currently experiencing. It means you've been listening to the wrong people, and they've been giving you the wrong advice about life, telling you he may not come when you want him to, Amen, but he's always right on time. Either you on time or you ain't coming. Come on now. And what I'm telling you, he said in the Bible, before you call, he said, I already know the things you have need of. Before you ask me. Yes, I already know what you need before you ask me. I know your bills need to be paid. I know your mind needs to be delivered. I know your children need to be saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost. So you come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Do you need it right now? Then it's time right now. It's time to get it right now. So I'm going to help you. You need to be serving the real God. The one to show up. Come on now. Who was that Elijah? He said the God to show up. They was out there worshiping Baal. Come on now. 
And Elijah said, let the God that answer. Come on now, you need to serve the God that answers. Come on now. It's not about sending prayers up. It's about sending prayers to the God who answers prayer. He said, he said, if Baal be God, then let him answer. But if God be God, Jehovah God, come on now, let him answer. And boy, them boys was out there all day long trying to get an answer. They was cutting themselves. Come on now. They were cutting themselves and straining and trying to get, trying to get some, some false God to show up. And Elijah got tired of it. Come on now. They was already in a drought. Wasn't no water anywhere, so he said build a trench and then take the water we got and fill it up. Come on now. Because he was going to make it rain. Come on, we ain't going to need all this. Come on now. Come on now. Do you know the story? Come on now. You got to stay in your word now. I'm just letting God take me wherever I want to go. I'm trying to tell you God's going to answer your situation. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you you want to answer your situation. Amen. Elijah filled the trench up with water, and he called upon the Most High God. Then the Bible said a fire came down from heaven, lapped up all the water, took the sacrifice, and took it up by, back up to heaven. God is the God that shows up. I'm here because he's a showing up God. Every time I needed him to heal my body, he healed my body. Come on now. Come on now. We just walked right through Corona up in here. Come on now. Yes, we did. We walked right on through. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Come on now. I praise God we didn't put one person in the ground. No, we didn't. You can go on and praise him. No. We didn't put one person in the ground. Stand up back at Adrian. Stand up back at Adrian. Come on now. Wave, Adrian. Wave your flag because God gave you the victory. Do you, do you have a praise dance on you? Do you have a dance? Can, can you pick them up and put them down? Yeah. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. See, that's why you praise him with the dance. Because if it hadn't been for God, he wouldn't even been dancing. Because his wife called me. I was at your house. And his wife called me and said, I was, we was over your house ministering to you. And Cynthia passed me the phone. Where's uh, Margie? Come on now. Margie, you the one called me, so stand up. She's married to Adrian. Margie, do you have a dance this morning? I mean, I pray. Yes. Hey! She didn't have a dance, but she had a run. But it's okay. You don't know a story, though. I just know a story. She called me up and said, that my husband has is, is got coronavirus, and it's trying to overtake his lungs, and they just took him into intensive care because his oxygen is dropping. But they that call upon the name of the Lord. <laughs> They that call on the name of the Lord. They can get through, hallelujah. The line is not busy. Come on now. 
when you call the fire company? Do they say, I may not come when you want me to? <laughs> they start moving to your emergency. People start putting on coats, putting on boots. Come on now. Driving to your emergency. If somebody's climbing through your window and you call 911, do you tell the police, tell you, I may not come when you want me to? And if you live in a real bad hood, they may tell you. But anyway, <laughs> come on, come on. I just feel like telling it this morning. Come on now. I get this phone call, but I don't get rattled. See, I learned not to get rattled because the Bible said, in nothing be terrified of your adversary. You got to get to the place where you are not afraid of nothing. Jesus would say, fear not. Peace be still. I'm bigger than your trial. I'm bigger than your trouble. I'm bigger than anything you might go through. I'm the God that created the whole world. Nothing is too hard for this God I praise. Nothing is too hard for it. I don't serve a God that's got complications, difficulties, a head-scratching God. I serve a God that'll bless you coming in, bless you going out, bless you in the city, bless you in the field, bless everything you put your hands to. That's who I serve. He's a mighty God. Yes, he is. The Bible said, don't be troubled when you get a letter. If you ever got a letter, they, they fax and stuff now. They, they found that they don't use the post office, they can get it to you quicker. <laughs> they email in trouble to you now. Instagram in trouble to you now. Come on now. Text in trouble to you. Marjorie texted me and said, he's taking him into the intensive care. I just sent him scripture. I said, don't you be afraid. He gave us keys to the kingdom. I was reading this morning, they're really the keys of David. It's the key when you lock it, nobody can open it. But if you open it, nobody can close it. So he said, I'm giving you keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven, which means heaven's going to back you up. I gave you the scripture to stand on that Jesus already bore this on the cross. See, Jesus already took corona on his own body. Corona ain't nothing new. He said he bore every sickness and every disease. See, Good Friday is about him laying your corona on him. And if he already took your corona, you don't have to. Listen, if somebody goes to Kroger's and you got $200 worth of grocery, and that's what it's going to cost by now if you're trying to eat right. <laughs> but if somebody comes ahead of you and pays the $200, are you going to pay another $200? I believe you, Ito. I believe you ain't going to pay it. But saints are still at the counter. 
trying to pay for their healing, trying to pay for their joy, trying to pay for their peace. Come on now. He said, I'm giving you joy that nobody can take away from you because they didn't pay for it. They can't take it. He was on that cross already taking your migraine. Told Margie, he already took it. But you pay attention to the symptoms. We walk by faith and not by sight. We don't look at it how it looks like it's turning out. We already know how it's turning out. This means you already know how it's turning So, we stood on the word, and then she called me back and said, it's getting worse. That's how the devil always do. When it looked look like you about out of it, he comes about like a roaring lion. He, lo he roars one more time. <sighs> Jesus ain't moved by the first one or the second one. So don't you be moved either. I said, it's still working. My Bible says our Father keeps working. He, don't, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't get moved by the circumstances. You just continue to stand on the word. You continue to stand on the word. You don't move. Having done all, stand. Don't move, stand. With your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel and your loins girt about with truth and the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness and the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit that you might quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. You stay there till you get rid of all of them. So then uh, they said, he's up here, Pastor Rogan. And, and I said, I said, I said, Pastor, said, maybe I'll go see him. They said, they won't even let you in now. Ain't the devil something? Won't even let your pastor come see you. Because he knows that we can anoint you with oil, just like it said in James. And the prayer of faith will raise you up. Boy, the devil is something else. Got it where your pastor can't even come see you. But the Bible said there's no distance in the spirit. Come on now. For us, it don't matter. Come on now. Jesus can still go in the room. <laughs> come on now. The Bible says you can send the word anywhere. So I called him up on the phone. I called Agent on the phone. I said, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over every germ and virus and disease. We curse it. We command it to die and get out of your body. Command your lungs to be restored. A few days later, I get a call at my house. Adrian back at home. Jesus done done his thing on him. And Adrian back at the, at the house. I said, Adrian, you're supposed to call people. Amen. When Jesus done done his thing on you, you're supposed to call people because we got to give him some praise. We got to give him some praise. That's why she took off running. Stand up, Anton. You got a praise there? Anton, you bring a praise today. Come on now. Amen. Can you raise your hand? Okay, praise. Give him some kind of praise. <laughs> Anton, I wouldn't even go and look for your testimony. You came looking for me. He said, Pastor, well, I'm riding down the highway, right? And a car was coming right for you. 
with the headlights off. Praise God. And then somehow you got diverted. And there was another thing that happened. Two almost got in the wreck. Two almost near car fatal accidents. And God delivered them out of all of them. Amen. Praise God. Now some of y'all been delivered out of some stuff up in here. I may not even know your testimony. Come on now. Come on now. If God made a way for you, you need to give him some praise. Wave your palm leaf. Yeah, there we go. Because that's what they were doing on Palm Sunday. It was people showing up that Jesus had healed. And they were declaring, Hosanna, bless us now. Blessed is the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. And so they were praising God because of all they'd done for him. And then I kept reading down here. I kept reading. And then I saw what it says right down here. Um, let's go down here a little bit farther. And uh, let's take a look. Certain scripture down here. And uh, verse 27, after they had praised Jesus, same chapter and verse, he says now, this is Jesus said, verse 27, chapter 12, verse 27, he said, now is my soul troubled. And why is your soul troubled when the whole city is praising you? Why is your soul troubled? There's people you've, Jesus and stopped funerals and raised people from the dead and opened blind eyes and caused arms and limbs to grow out and fed the multitude, turned water into wine and walked on water. The Bible said he had, did, he had done so many works by this time, the books could not, the volumes of book could not control, contain all the works that he did. And after blessing and healing and prospering people, he said, my soul is troubled. Has everything been going on good and everything seems going on good around, but your soul is troubled. Soul is troubled. Why is your soul troubled? Because Good Friday was coming. And what shall I say? The cause of the trouble that's coming. Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I unto this hour. One time he said, this is the reason why I came into this world. He said, it's not just enough to bless them. I want them to become blessers. It's not just enough for one man to live on the planet like what it, would it look like if every man could do what I do? He said, I'm going to fix this thing so that the works I do, you'll be able to do them also. But I got to pay the price to make you like me. You got to understand that he was the only man on the planet whose spirit was alive to God. Because of the first Adam or the first compressor. All men were made sinners. The Bible said when Adam sinned, 
death passed upon all men. The spirit of God came out of them and the spirit of darkness went on the inside of them. The Bible said in the book of Genesis when man's spirit gets so dark they can't even have a clear thought. They said every thought he had was evil. When you look at the news in the world today, the news in 6 and 10 and when you see raping and killing and pillaging, you're looking at men with dark spirits. That's why Paul said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver from me from this bondage of death even when I want to do good? Evil is always present. Sometimes people don't even understand why they couldn't keep their home because evil was present. People don't understand why wars start because evil is present. So people want to know why we got metal detectors and police stations in our school. It's because evil is present present. Some places in part of the city you don't dare go because you know evil is present. Sometimes in golf gated neighborhoods people kill each other in mansions because evil is always present. It doesn't care about your neighborhood. It doesn't care where you live. It doesn't care how educated you are. There's only one deliverance from evil and his name is Jesus. He said, I've come to this hour where there's a price to pay to make you like me. The Bible said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Behavior don't make you a sinner. It's the nature that's in you. And when God takes the old nature out, all you got to don't do now is just learn about who you really are. Behavior is totally based on how you think. But if you got a nature driving you, you it don't matter how you think, you can't get away from it. He said, when I want to do good, I can't perform it. He said, there's no power to perform it. That's why you can't fix yourself. That's why you can't say, when I get myself together, I'm going down there to the church. No, you're not, because you ain't going to get yourself together. Yeah, I'm preaching real good right now. Well, when I start living right, I go down there and look how long that's taking. <laughs> You're 52 now. <laughs> because Paul said, it's not something you can perform. That's why we praise him. Because we couldn't perform our healing. We couldn't perform our deliverance. We couldn't perform our salvation. We couldn't perform it. But he said, if you let me come and do my thing on you, I will take the old nature out and put a new nature on there, and you'll become a new creation. And then all you got to do is start learning about your new creation. Then your behavior will change because behavior is based on thought. The Bible said, as a man thinketh, so is he. So the Bible is given to change the way you think. But Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection change your nature. So when you change the spirit, then you renew the mind, then the behavior will come. But you can't get the behavior, then try to get good enough to get saved. That's a trap of the devil. You ain't never going to be good enough. And even when you do get good, you still ain't good enough. Because he's the one that made you right in the first place. 
And you don't go around acting like, well, I got it all together now. You need to remember where you came from. So you can help other people change. He said, I got to bear this sorrow. He said, this trouble is coming. He said, Father, he says, uh, for this cause I came into the world, verse 28. Father, glorify thy name. And then came a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Amen. Turn over here to John chapter 19. Try to give you some scripture here. John chapter 19. And look at verse 19. And by this time they had nailed Jesus to the cross. They hung him on the cross. Galatians said, Christ took the curse for us. What is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. He was taking the curse of humanity. taking the curse of humanity. What is the curse? Em curse means empowered. It don't mean you saying a bad word. Curse means empowered to fail. You get married to somebody you have great intentions with. But see, my Bible said, except the Lord build a house. That's what it said. And there are no exceptions. Except the Lord build a house. They wasting their time. Why? Matthew chapter 12 says the devil specializes in visiting houses. Somebody ought to say amen. 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 Yes, it is. He comes to every house. That's what Matthew chapter 12 says. He even looks through your window. He looks through your window to see how you live it. He's trying to see is this house built on a rock? Come on now, Jesus said every house that listens to my word is a house that's built upon a rock. Amen, when the storms and winds come. Come on now, and because it's built on the word, after the storm is, after the storm is blowing, the house is still standing. Come on now, if it's built on the rock of the word of God. Amen, because the rock tells us what to do in that house. Amen, I don't come to church because I'm the pastor. I come to church because I married Pastor Cynthia. Where's she at? Amen. Praise God. We got to get along in that house. Amen. And then you got kids in there too. Come on now. The devil be walking through there. Let's see who we can get today. We need somebody to go off. Amen. Praise God. And he go to the one that prays the least. Don't get mad at me, man. He goes, don't get mad at me up in here because I'm preaching real good right now. Yes, I is. He going to the one that don't know Genesis from generations and revolution from revelations. He's going to the one because that's the one you can get to first. That's the one you can get to easiest is the one that is not skillful in the word. That's when he's going through first. He said he goes by those roaring lines seeking who he may devour. So many people come out of devoured homes. You ain't got to raise your hand. 
See, the devil ain't going to do nothing to the church because Jesus said, upon this rock will I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So we run him straight up out of here. <laughs> Who's running him out of your house? Do you have a prayer warrior up in there? Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. They, they, can, they can go to Luke, and see, uh, Luke chapter 10 and 11. I give you power over all the works of the enemy. Amen. To tread upon him and nothing shall by any means harm you. You got somebody like that up in there. Come on now. Don't be stopping them. Turn them loose. Don't be acting like they praising them up in here too much. Because the Bible said praise steals the enemy. When somebody in your house hollers hallelujah, the devil got to pray freeze. It said praise steals the enemy and the avenger. Don't get mad because somebody holler hallelujah. Praise him. Ain't no telling how many devils just left your house. Don't you get mad when somebody turns some music up and say, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. Don't be getting mad at turn. Don't turn your sports program down. That ain't saving you. Come on now. And the Bible said when praises go up, that's it. It's Psalm 67. Check me out. Ain't got time to turn to everything this morning. When praises go up, blessings come down. Come on now. You don't wait to praise God when you come to church. You get up Monday. Jesus, I want to thank you. This is the day the Lord have made, and I will rejoice in it. And you daily loaded us with benefits. Yeah. Oh, let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. Praise God. Y'all look good in your Easter flock this morning. Well, I knew it was Easter when I went to D&K Men's Store yesterday. It's the only place you can get a white belt at. I had to park behind the building. I am so glad, though. You know, people used to talk about Easter flock. I am so happy for the Easter flock. Because Corona done tried to run us from church and tried to run us out. Of, come on, we probably be worshiping God. Tried to run us out and lock us all out and try to get us away from the Lord. Amen. Come on now. I was so happy to see people buying Easter flock. I'm not going to mess with nobody. I'm glad you came to church on Easter. I praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on now. Corona couldn't stop you. Come on now. Came right on up in here. You stay in here long enough, you're, you won't be afraid of it. Once we tell you, once you realize it's under your foot. Once you realize it's under your foot. Did you get some symptoms? Yeah, I got symptoms in my body too, praise God, hallelujah. But they run them right on up out of there. How many of y'all got symptoms in your body and just ran it right on up out of there? No, y'all to stand up and give God some praise. Let me just... Give him some praise. And Caleb, you ought to take a lap. You ought to take a lap, Caleb, because Corona went through your whole house. 
all your kids and every go take off running. That's how I got it. Run through his whole family. He brought them to my house. Next thing I know, I'm saying, huh, huh. I said, in the name of Jesus, keep those kids out of my house. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't sit back down. I, I got to finish, praise God. <laughs> I got to finish so I can go home. Hallelujah. Turn over here to the Gospel of John, chapter 19, verse 30. The last words that Jesus spoke. It's the last words that he spoke. As His assignment ended on the cross. The Bible said he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we're not trying to get healed. It says we're already healed. Don't ever try to get healed. You are the healed and the devil's trying to take your health. You're never trying to get healing. You're already healed. That's how you can be walking days, everything's feeling good, then all of a sudden something comes. He's trying to take your health. Amen. He's trying to take it from you. Amen. You don't let a bullet take your lunch money. Amen. Especially if you're packing. Amen. Praise God. If you're, you ain't got to take it if you're packing now. Amen. Come on now. Come on now. But see, you're packing the blood of Jesus. You're packing the sword of the Spirit. Come on now. You're packing the word of the Lord. You got an innumerable company of angels with you. When you wake up in the morning, you're waking up with the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost and a innumerable company of angels. You really got a real gang with you. I don't know. Name the gang. I don't care what kind of, you can call it. Amen. You got to, when, when the devil looks at you in the spirit realm, you are terrifying. That's why the Bible said the enemy believes and trembles. He's terrified. But you're going to figure out who you really are. See, righteousness is about figuring out who he really made you. In order to get us righteous and to get us that angelic help, he had to go through that beating. He had to suffer. Isaiah 52 said he was so beat up that his face didn't even look like a man anymore. They had so disfigured him on that cross. And he went through that disfigurement so we wouldn't have to be. Your body don't have to be disfigured. Your mind don't have to be disfigured. Your family don't have to be disfigured. Your marriage don't have to be disfigured. He bore it for us and paid the price. And once he paid it, 
and he was completely done. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because the Bible said he was made to be sin. And God cannot dwell in the presence of sin. Isaiah 59 says sin will separate from God. So Jesus bore our separation. He never knew what it's like to be separated. You ever seen a child that all of a sudden realized they lost their parent in the mall? There's a separation that just happened. It's terrifying to the child. Boy, I got lost in Sears and Roebuck. Some of y'all old saints will know what that is. How many old saints know where Sears and Roebuck is? You don't tell none of these new people. They don't need to know about that stuff. I don't know what I wandered off. My God. I said, oh, Lord. How am I going to get home? This is it. I'm on my own. I kept walking, looking down aisleways, trying to see my parents. It's terrifying to get lost. That's why you got to stay close and keep watching your parents. And then something caught my eye and I turned away. I said, Lord have mercy. <laughs> What's that song say? Lost in this great big city. Some of y'all don't even know that song, do y'all? Good, I'm wondering. The old saints know it. All of a sudden, Jesus was separated from the security of his he said, I don't do nothing unless my father tell me to do it. Whatever he says, that's what I say. I'm nothing without him. I'm nothing without him. All of a sudden, he experienced what it's like to be without God. To call him and he doesn't come. the sorrow. He said, my soul is sorrow because this moment is coming. And he took that moment so that you, I don't care whatever trial you go through, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. I will be with you to the end. I swear in my own blood, I'll never back out and leave you in a hospital. And let Corona eat your body. And I stand by as a spectator. That is not who I am. I've already paid the price for your liberty and your freedom. And you stand up and act like it. And I give you the keys to the kingdom. And I want you to whoop the corona. I'm giving you power to tread upon the enemy. And over all the works of the devil, I want to see you whip him. I'm taking this cross so that you can whip him. Get him off your marriage. Get him off your babies. Get him off your grandchildren. And he will obey you because you come with a host with you. You are no longer coming by yourself. The Bible said, and the Lord went with them, confirming the word with signs following. You are done walking by yourself. 
Sometimes I'm at home. Pastor Cindy said, is anybody, you here by yourself? I said, no. <laughs> you got to talk like that. You got to live in both realms at the same time. I said, no, the Father's never left me. He's right here with me. And there's an innumerable company of angels. And one angel killed 187,000 men in one night. Now that angel lives at my house. He's right there in the Old Testament. He lives in my house. I got him before anybody could claim him. That's what Psalm says. The angels of the Lord encamp about your house. That means they take a knee. They take a knee. They don't come into action until somebody shows up, start acting crazy. I tell them real quick, don't make them stand up. Don't make him stand up. Not this one. Don't make him stand up. <laughs> it's going to get bad out here. Yeah. Do you believe all that? Yes. Every word of it. That's why I go to sleep at night. This is about being a believer, not a doubter. <laughs> they was trying to hand him vinegar like and see if he would take it. But he bowed his head and said, it's finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. He said, no man, take my life. Boy, I'm telling you right now, you, you need to learn. You need to learn you some Bible. You'll get some kick too. He said, no man, take my life. He said, the Father gave me the commandment to lay it down. But he gave me another one too. Today is pickup day. Yeah. Today, today we, cel we celebrate the pickup. Yeah. Come on now. Today we celebrate the pickup. He said, No man take my life. So people get really mad when you preach this part because Jesus was too good for that. He prayed to God. He said, God, <clears throat> after that, he said, It's finished. He gave up the goat. What was finished? He finished paying off our healing, paying for our sin, paying for our guilt, paying for our poverty, paying for our shame. It is all paid off so I don't have to experience it. Most of the church just needs to learn how to receive what he finished. They don't know how to receive his finished work. Then the Bible said they took his body off the cross. After they had speared his side, then the blood that washes away our sins came out. The Bible says that the, the two thieves on the one on the left and the right, one of them he took to heaven, and they broke their legs, but the Bible said they wouldn't break a bone in his body. 
And they were going to break his leg. But the Bible said you will not break his bone. So they pierced his side and out came blood and water. I'm going to show you something about that blood and then I'm going to go home. And they took his body down and uh, they rushed him into the grave because the Sabbath was coming in. They rushed him into the grave and the Bible said they put him in a borrowed tomb. You know why it's borrowed? Because it's going to be returned. The Bible lets you know it was borrowed. Amen. We know about to stand here. <laughs> Jesus prayed, Father, you promised me you would not leave my soul in hell. People say, oh, Jesus didn't go to hell. Well, if he didn't, you was going. Yeah. This is where you were going. Well, you ought to praise Jesus because he... You ain't never been good enough to miss hell. You've never been good enough to miss hell. And Mama used to tell us, you better go to church, boy, you're going to bust hell wide open. <laughs> the Bible said hell was not made for man. It was made for the devil and his angels. There was not supposed to be one person there. Jesus died so that no person has to go. All you have to do is believe in him. He's the son of God, raised from the dead. All the calendars of the world are dated by his entrance and exit into this planet. He's the Lord of glory. So nobody denies his existence. The Bible said you will have to stay there in hell itself three days and three nights. So his body went into the tomb, but his spirit descended into the lower parts, is what the Bible said, and Acts calls it hell. Jesus prayed, you promised me you would not leave me here. He said, I know, I told you, like Jonah was in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth three days. Son, son all you got to do is stay there three days. So they won't have to stay there for eternity. Oh, yeah, that's some glory right there. All you got to do is stay there three days. And that's the penalty for their sin. So they won't have to stay forever. Come on now. And the devil thought he had it. After day one, and we got, finally got it. He was the only man that was the son of God. He was the only one that had a, had a pure spirit. He was the only one I didn't have control over. He was the only man I couldn't control. He was the only man I couldn't control. He was the man that always did what God wanted him to do. I could never get an entrance into his life. And after three days and three nights in the heart of there, the Bible said God summoned the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost came out of the regions of heaven he came all the way through the three regions of heaven, all the way into the earth's atmosphere and went into hell itself. And the Bible said the Spirit of God raised him up from the dead. The devil ain't never seen a man get glorified right there in hell itself. He thought he had everybody down there. Oh, but it's one. Come on now. He was bearing the wine press along. He's the one that takes away the sins of the world. 
and God raised his spirit up. And he went to the devil and he said, I am he that was dead. I'm alive now forever. I'm taking your keys of hell and death and the grave and stripped him of all his dominion and authority and defeated every demon in hell on earth and marched them defeated before the host of heaven. He released all the ca captives in Abraham's bosom. All the old saints were down there in Abraham's bosom. Abraham looked at the devil. I told you he was coming. I told you he was coming to get us. And I'm telling you, he's coming back again. If he can get out of the grave and get out of hell, I'm trying to tell you, you better get your name written on that roll book in heaven. The same Jesus that ascended up in heaven. He's coming back again. And he's going to dress us all in white. Oh, that's why you got your white on this morning. You are the people he's coming back for. Are you ready to go? See, I'm going to serve him. I'm going to pray. I'm going to serve him. I'm going to love him. I'm going after him because there's no name under heaven and earth whereby men might be saved except through the name of Jesus. Ah, he's my savior. The Bible says when you live it, getting ready for him to come back. If you're acting like he's coming back, I hope you know you're living in the last generation. This is it right here. Go on, sit down for a minute. Hallelujah is right, Mama. Mama been waiting to go back. She, but she got her name on the roll. And listen, when Jesus calls us back, I ain't going to look for nobody. I'm preaching right now. I ain't coming to look for you. Is there Bay Brother? Is Bay Brother? Is, is, he, is he catching the train? Is he on the, is he on the glory train? I said, I don't care. I've been preaching for 25 years already. And if you ain't listening after 25 years. <laughs> I'm out of here. I ain't going to miss a train one. if you coming, all this preaching I've been doing, preaching Sunday morning, Bible school Sunday night, noonday prayer, Bible study Wednesday night, Bible study Thursday night, Bible school and all of this. And you missed all of that? You gotta stay here with the 666. You gotta, you gotta stay here with, his, with a no church on the rock. Ain't nobody here. There ain't nobody be here for you. You better listen to me. Sitting on a planet, ain't nobody holding it up but Jesus. Sitting on a planet, the planet just spinning around, ain't nobody even holding it up. God is. He's upholding all things by the word of his power. Come on now. One man said, how are you, how you not worshiping God? Drinking milk that came from a brown cow eating green grass. That should have been a miracle. That should have been a miracle enough for you right there. Come on now. 
the chicken you're going to eat today, you didn't make that. That came from God. The breath you're taking right now came from God. The earth is a miracle and you're sitting right here on it. Yeah, man, you better learn how to get your leg up like me. Because I'm leaving. And I ain't going to no midnight train to Georgia. I'm taking that glory. I'm taking the glory train straight up out of here. I just wanted to practice the resurrection. I just wanted to practice going up. You ought to walk through your house. Okay, okay, I can do that. I can, do, I can get with that. <laughs> I'm talking about just, and it's going, just keep going. Yeah. Turn off your revelations, then I, I, I got to go. I got to go home. Y'all make me preach too long, too hard, because I do this because I want everybody to get it right. Because when it's time to go, I'm leaving. And you're talking about, Pastor, can you show me that scripture again? Bye. showing you no scripture. I was terrified when I got lost in sins. They're going to be standing back here with you trying to show you a scripture. Jesus blow that horn. Oh! I, I am, I'm telling you right now, I am straight up not going to be here with you. No, bro ain't right. He just rolled up out of here and left us. Thought we were boys. <laughs> no, I'm saved. And I'm leaving. Amen. How many people are leaving? I want you to stand on your feet. You know you're leaving. I mean, you know you're leaving. You ain't standing up because everybody else standing up. Praise God. That's praise God. It ain't gonna leave that many people here. <laughs> praise God. Okay, that's good. Let's do this all on the count of three. Just go high as you can without hurting yourself. I'm going to call 911. You know what you can do. On the count of three, we're going to practice the... Don't you do... No, 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 baby. Oh, no, 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 no. The baby can jump in your womb, but you, you stay on the ground. You throw your hands. I know you throw... Yeah, you do that. But do not come off the ground. <laughs> Ain't trying to have a baby up in here today. <laughs> Mary already had one. His name is Jesus. All right. Praise God. Praise God. Y'all, this is how this is going to look, man. Come on now. Praise the Lord. On the count of three, we're going up. One. Get ready, Nathan. Stop looking over there. I don't care if he don't go. You make sure you go up. Don't you worry about who's going up with you. Look up. Don't be looking at it. Yeah, there you go. That's it. One, two, three. Hey! Oh! You see that? You see that? Hey! Getting out of here. Yes, I am. Getting up out of here. So here's what they saw up in heaven. Then I got to go. Then I got to go. I got to make a break for the dough. It's 1230. I got to get down to the food buffet. I got to get down there for the Baptist going. And all the rest of them get down there. 
eat all the chicken up. Praise God. Gotta get down there. I shouldn't have said it back because it made y'all some of y'all. I should have got down there. I gotta get down there for all the church of Christ get down there. Oh, some of y'all, okay. I gotta get down there for all the Methodists get down. Oh, I'm just gonna be quiet anyway. I gotta get out of here. I don't wanna make nobody mad. And this is the vision of heaven that Jesus gave the Apostle John in chapter 7, verse 9. This is why you need to keep your palm leaf. Because the palm leaf is in the Old Testament, in the Gospels, and that in Revelation. Come on now. I wanted you to have a palm leaf dressed in white today. That's okay if you didn't do it. Praise God. You still get a palm leaf if you didn't dress. And John saw this vision. He said, after this, and after this, I beheld, lo, a great multitude which no man can number of all nations. Come on now. Of all nations. Amen. And kindred and people and tongue. And they stood before the throne. And before the Lamb clothed with white robes. I wanted to kind of give you an image. Amen. With white robes and a palm in their hand. I got another one in here somewhere. I got three, I got four of them. Somebody stole two of my palm leaves. See what I'm saying? Come on now. No, 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 I'm sorry. I, I repent. I'm glad, I'm glad, to, praise God, I'm glad we got a sanctified church. Amen. You ain't got to guard your palm leaves. I said there's one for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Ghost, and another for the angels and encamp around about you. Amen. Amen. And they were standing there in white, in their palm leaves. And they were worshiping God. And this is what they were saying. This is what you're going to be saying in heaven. And they cried with a loud voice. It's okay to have a loud voice at church. Amen. Salvation to our God, which sit upon the throne, and to the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Look down here in verse 14. And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation. Come on now. Come on now. They done come through some stuff. Come on now. Come on now. They done come through some stuff. Amen. We got some saints in here today. Amen. Uncle Pete, you ready? No, Uncle Pete, you know what you talked about. Come on now. Okay, and I know y'all, the Holy Ghost going to help you. Yeah, I know he's going to help you. No, 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 I'm going to call you in a minute. Come on now. Come on now. And um, Uncle Pete going to help me today. Y'all going to help me. Come on now. Because they came through great tribulation. We got some old saints in here today. And there's Dad searching back here. And he's Uncle Pete's brother. And they back they came here today to worship with us on Easter. And these are that's Pastor Cynthia's dad. Dad searched away to everybody. Amen. 
they've been at their church for 80 years. Come on, man, waiting 80 years to go up. Come on now. And uh, then mama, you stand up, you patting your foot. Mama, you ready to go right now, ain't you? <laughs> she got that beat going on, man, I'm telling you. Stand up, mama, so everybody can see you. I ain't gonna tell you how old everybody is. If you want to know how to do 90 plus, we got the team here today. Amen. We got the 90 plus team. They done been through great tribulation. Yes, they have. They've been through great tribulation. I remember mama telling me one day, she said, Keith, and she raised all four of us, me and Daryl, and my bro oldest brother and sister. And I remember she told me, she said, Keith, one time, she said, I had no money left in my checking account. Got four kids at home. And she said, I was walking downtown asking God to provide. And she said, I looked down and there was a $20 bill just blowing down the street. Let's see, let's see, y'all don't even know what a $20 bill is now. But I'm talking about 1965 and all that stuff like that. I'm talking about when gas was 25 cents a gallon. Amen, come on now. You paying $5 a gallon because you're going through great tribulation. Because you're going through great tribulation, amen. Hallelujah. You ought to give God some praise if you're paying $5 a gallon and it ain't making you complain at the pump. Because you know you got a supply. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Every time I pull up to the pump, I got a supply. You ought to holler when you get at the pump. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want and I got a supply. Now, I don't know what that translated 20 is blowing now. A 20 back then, that's got to be like three or $400 blowing now. Right, right. Amen. Praise God. Now, what if you had to pump and three or $400 pass by and you get up and say, he's my supplier? Yeah. Amen. You ought to praise him then. Yeah. See, that's why she got her foot pat. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> but this is what they said right here. It says... And he says, there was a great multitude that came through great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. How do you make a garment white? Washing it with blood. It's a different kind of blood. Because the book of Hebrews said this blood can talk. Come on now. It's, the Bible said it speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. So blood can talk. The Bible said Abel's blood, because Cain slew him, he was calling out for vengeance. But Jesus didn't call out for vengeance. He said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. So Jesus' blood is a forgiving blood. Come on now. See, garments have to do with what you did. Amen, which means you had a garment all along. It just wasn't clean. Come on now. You had the garment the whole time. It just wasn't clean. But when the blood hit your garment, it cleansed it. Come on now. And caused you to go up. And you in that number up there. Amen. And he said he'd been through great tribulation. Great tribulation. How did you get through it? How did 
Tribulation didn't stop you from showing up. Come on now. Because God was helping you. So there have been times you wanted to quit and give up. Come on now. But the same power that raised Jesus, come on now. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead has caused you to take another step. Amen. Come on now, praise God. Some of you wouldn't have been here, but the same power that got him up, it got you up this morning. Got you still praising him. Even though you've gone through some trials, some people have walked out of your life. Some of them have left you down, but you're still standing. As song said, I'm still standing because there's one that's able to make me stand through all kinds of trials and tribulations. He's able to make me stand. He's able to keep me from falling and present me faultless at the last day. If he's cleaned your garment, you ought to give him some praise. If you wanted to quit, but he lets you go on, you ought to give him some praise. Oh, I'm coming through tribulation. I'm coming through trial. Count it all joy when you go through different tribulations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith produces patience, but let patience have this perfect work so that you will be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. Come on now. You get ready to get every prayer answered because of the blood of Jesus. The blessing of the Lord is about ready to overtake your life. God's got a place for you. He's taking you in heaven. Got a white robe for you. Give him some praise this morning. Oh, I got a palm because I got the victory. I got white garments because I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. All my sins have been washed away. Who the Son says free is free indeed. Free from my guilt, free from my shame, free from my past, free from the devil. If you are free, give God some praise in here. Oh, wave your leaf. Oh, God is a good God. Yes, he is. 